Pod Perspective listeners and uh, I guess watchers on YouTube as well. I say listeners because yes, Lisette and I are now on Spotify and iTunes. And so I said our names or I said Lisette name, but you like, who are these people? This is Lisette. Wave to the people, Lisette. Even though Hi, everyone. They, they, yes, they could hear you. They just couldn't see you there on the podcast. <laughs> um. And I'm Martina. And so, yes, welcome to our channel, Perspectives. Um, Lissette and I um, should say we spent a few videos the last few talking about white supremacy. And, you know, that's just going to continue being a series for a while because, it, you yes. know, it's so broad. Right. It's, it's so broad and we have so much to cover. And, you know, we think white supremacy is in everything. So <laughs> it's going to be a few more videos about this. Um, so we just wrapped up doing a video uh, around the trial uh, with uh, Deverick, not Deverick, it was Derek, 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 and his last name, was it Chauvinal? Chauvin? Chauvin? He, he doesn't, you know, need to, it doesn't need I to I mean, the name isn't as relevant. His name is not important. We all know he's the motherfucker that took George Floyd's life last summer. Um, so that's what the last video was talking about, uh, the results of the verdict and just our thoughts and, and um, perspective around it. So now we're going to take it a little bit more local here um, to Chicago, and then we're going to talk about a few other things um, around the 13-year-old Adam Toledo, who lost his life. Oh, goodness. So said, has it been two weeks now? Three weeks? I believe it's been two weeks. Yes. Yeah, so not that, not that long ago. Not that long ago. And um, it was, he lost his life. Uh, I mentioned 13-year-old young man. He was in the Little Village community, right, here in yes. Chicago? Yes, 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 yes. Um, so we're just going to spend some time just talking a little bit about his murder and a little background about that story. And again, just give our thoughts on that and our perspective. Then we're going to transition, really, to kind of talking about the history of policing, which I know maybe like, hey, we're kind of talking about it now. But we think it's just a great transition because um, we have spent a few videos talking about police and officers, and we're probably going to talk about it again. So we're going to spend some time talking about just the history of policing and kind of how we got to where we are, you know. And so, Lisette, I'll turn it over to you to kick us off with your thoughts uh, around uh, the young Adam. Yeah, I remember when I saw something come across I don't remember what platform it was I don't know if it was Instagram or TikTok or somewhere where, where they were saying you know young 13 year old uh shot and killed by by police and there was the big conversation of the family um not being able to see the video, the body cam video, and, and there was all these things, and they, you know, they were talking like they might not release it, and there was a push to release it, so all that was, was going on, and they finally released it, um, and I remember being sort of like, should I watch it, should I not watch it, and, uh, and I ended up watching it, because I was, um, I just needed to know, like, I needed to see it, because it was, you know, we're, we're in, at an you know, at a time and place where, you know, you can't always rely on what media puts out there. You can't rely on what others. And so I, I, I remember watching it and I remember crying after I finished watching it. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember just being so, my first reaction was being sad. Like yeah. I, it, it wasn't so much that I was 
like mad like that came later Mm -hmm. Uh, but I just remember being sad because it was you know like I didn't grow up in Little Village I only lived there till I was about five Um, and I went there for for church if you if you see a a previous video uh, if you go back to our, our video history you'll see a little you can hear a little bit more about uh, my sort of growing up in Chicago and, and stuff like that but you know my connection with Little Village has really was really more around my church was there and and did that but you know even through work I, I'm still sort of connected through that and and just understanding sometimes the the boxes that you're put into when you say you're from Little Village or you're growing up there and the options and the lack of options that that exist uh, for young people and and just individuals in general and a lot of our communities. Um, it's not just Little Village, but a lot of our communities. That's what made me sad because I was like, this probably could have been avoided, you know, at all. Like there was this young kid out at 2 3 3 a.m there could have been uh points in this child's life where something could have led them a different let them a different path um which is true for all of us right like we all mm-hmm. either have opportunities presented or we don't and that kind of gets us into a into a road or to a, to a path and that was what made me sad at that moment and then when I started kind of hearing a little bit more about this, like, they were like, well, he was in a gang. What was he doing out at 2 a.m. in the morning? Where were the parents at? And I was like, why are we? Yeah, like, the, the whole idea of, like, you're going to blame this young kid, you know, and 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 make and make the victim be uh, in the wrong, right? Like, it's his fault. Like, he got, he got shot because it was his fault. Uh, and there was no accountability on the cop that shot him and everything transpires pretty quickly if you've watched the video at least for me it looks like it transpires pretty quickly uh and you know there's a there's a still shot of the video that you'll see uh, a lot of uh, media outlets use where Adam is having his hands up and if you watch the video, it's, I would say not even a second or two later, the cop shoots him as it's just this quick thing of like, he turns around his hands up and he, he's shot. Um, and I was like, I didn't understand. Like, how do you shoot him? Like he's complying. Like he dropped the gun. If he had the gun, he dropped it and he was turning around and he had his hands up oh. and he complied yet he died you know, he was killed. And there's uproar of, like, saying that he was murdered because only the justice system can can say or or something like that, that he's murdered. I heard that. Uh, so I read an article o- around that, and I was like, I'd say he was, whether you say killed or murdered, to me, is the same kind it's of thing. thing. And there's new, obviously, there's nuances when it comes to the justice system, and that's something, but in the real world out here. Real world like he was murdered and you know and, and thinking of that and and I and I remember feeling so mad that I was like he literally complied like you didn't even give you didn't even take a second to see if he had a gun or not and like I and you know we'll, we'll touch on this a little later like is this so much that you can't take a second like you're so trained 
to shoot to kill that you can't even take a second to assess if he still has a gun because i'm like even if he like and this is just me my perspective like even if he did have a gun you're directly pointing the gun at him you would still the officer still has the upper hand Mm -hmm. probably still shoot quicker than you know uh than you know whoever it is whether it was the police always have the upper hand they always do yeah and and it just made me so mad and I remember sharing, I had a conversation with someone, I won't say who, and we did not see eye to eye with the whole thing. Um, and there was, a, in, in that conversation, there was a lot of that victim blaming, right? That whole idea. And I remember sharing it with another friend and saying like, you know, what had transpired uh, with the individual that I didn't see eye to eye. And they brought up the, the, the conversation of like, you know, that is very much victim blaming. It's very much like, when you blame the woman for being assaulted or raped, like, like, oh, why were you out walking? Why were you out walking alone at midnight? Why were you wearing that? Why were you like all these things? And yet you don't hold accountable the person that assaulted you, the person that raped you, the person that shot you, like you don't hold that accountability piece to it. And, you know, and all of that is accountable if, if the victim is a white man. Yeah. Yes. Or yes. a white woman sometimes. White woman, yes. Depending on depending on who the assailant is. Yep. And and all of that has just been on rotation on my mind when I think about this this incident in Little Village with Adam and you know, and how many more young people across the country have complied and still died right. because there's this this perceived threat that you know you you know maybe you didn't comply I I don't know like I can't you know put myself in that situation but I do think of like what are we how are police being trained like what is what does that look like and does that need to change like does the response we have or is it you're being you're responding this way because you are in a community that is predominantly Mexican. So Little Village is predominantly Mexican. Like, are you just, because if it had been, if you had been in a white neighborhood and this had been a white kid, I stand on, I stand on this hill that that kid would still be alive to this day if it had been, if it was a white kid. White kids in Lakeview, you know better than that. Uh-uh. I was like, you would have, you would have given the benefit of the doubt. You would have waited two seconds to see if the kid had complied. Like, I will exactly. stand on that hill. Like, that will be. And, you, and somebody else brought that up. It was like, why do we give white kids or white people the benefit of the doubt? Mm-hmm. But you can't give it to other, like, other people of yep. color. You, or, or you can't give it to people of color. Why is that? Like, yes, we all know Adam. It was early the next day that morning like why is he not home why is he in a gang none of that has anything to do with this cop who shot him even if his hands were not up it should why would you it has nothing to do with that so what he's out at that time of morning if he had a weapon he got rid of it it shouldn't matter why are you shooting to kill him yep and again like like let's say, we'll, you know, we'll get more into the police inside and the history of that. But but there is a history of that, you know, shooting to like, if a cop feels threatened, 
then they have that, you know, seems from what the research we've been able to gather, yeah. is that they are able to just shoot. They just shoot. And it's yeah. they, they don't have to take the time to assess. And no. something's wrong with that. And I, I think, you know, especially when you, that's very one-sided. You're yeah. saying that you don't have to assess because primarily what we're seeing, and again, it is about how the media spins things too. Um, from how we're seeing it, you don't assess with us, like, I mean, but you assess right. with white people. But why don't you assess with us first? You know, because I'm sure that you, it cannot be that black and brown little boys and girls are the only ones that are behaving badly and out of, right. and out of character. Right. They're kids. They probably doing some stupid. They're chill. Oh, that's what kids hell adults too. Like, but why are white people giving that exception to the rule? And our people are not giving that exception. We just get taken out. Don't matter. And I said to me, it's yeah, like to say all this victim blaming and you know, even with some other other cases and people, people who have unfortunately lost their lives to the same brutality. We are just never given that exception. Never given that exception. And like, you know, like we've said on here before, you know, we can't walk down the street. We can't be seen eating a sandwich. We go into a grocery store. If we go into a nice fancy restaurant or a nice uh, shopping district or whatever, why are the, you know, people look and questions. Uh, yeah. And it's just like, you know, we, you know, we just live in our lives too. We just trying to get from day to day, from week to week. And it's so difficult to do that. Even, you know, for myself, you know, I've mentioned like having, having my own privileges. I know I am a privileged black woman mm. uh, in compared to a lot of the different information that we talk about on here. Yeah. Um, and so I recognize that, but at the same time, um, at the end of the day, police officers don't recognize that. They just said yeah. another black person. I'm just not a black person. Oh, Martina turned around too fast. Well, right. How am I supposed to turn? Like what? Oh, okay. I um, okay. I'm trying to turn slow. Wait, slow down. Slow down. And so it's like, again, we can't win for losing. And as you and I said a little earlier, like we've never had run-ins with the cops. You and I, like right. me, we avoid that like the plague. Like we yes. just not, I will do everything in my power to we not have to cross avoid, their path. And we will. And it's at the same time. It's like. That's sad, though, because yeah. police officers are supposed to protect and serve, but we know that doesn't apply to us. Mm -mm. So we keep our distance. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's so, again, it's just so sad to me. And I remember it's a Netflix movie that came out, um, the set, you may remember the name of it. It's about the African-American boys in New York. Oh, God. Oh with the God. case with the white girl. Oh, my God. And Fine. one it was the, the New York eight, five or eight. It's it's something like that. Yeah. Oh my! I can't believe I can't remember. But I yes, remember, but that movie, I and remember. You know, please put it in. Comments. Yeah, and I don't want to Google it right now because. <laughs> but I've, that movie, I'm sure a lot of you all will probably know the movie we're talking about because it actually won a lot of awards. Uh, it had a lot of accolades and things like that. But I remember being at my old job, and I was at a community meeting, and. One of the uh, brothers there, one of the black men there, uh, I forgot the exact topic that we were focusing on, but he was reporting out about watching this movie and how he had to tell his son, who is this is black son, 
he had to sit him down and give him the preface of this movie because his, I think his son was still relatively young. He's maybe eight, nine years old. And he, wa- like, he wanted to watch that movie with him. And just to kind of tell him about being a black man in America. Yeah. And he had this whole conversation with him beforehand. And basically, you know, his son was under pressure and was like, well, I thought police officers are supposed to protect us. And he's like, that protect and serve is not for you. They don't, they don't protect and serve you. And I was like, this is just so fucked up. And like another friend of mine, again, I won't, I won't, I won't say her name, but a friend of mine I was talking with around the time when everything happened with Adam, she yeah. is of, um, she's of Colombian background and her husband is Mexican background. So they're brown people. And her son is five, one on six, I believe. A cute little boy. And she is just, like you know all mothers are right now because of this even even if you're not a mother um but particularly mothers of black and brown children and like her and she said that she, she's gonna have to start having this talk with him and she's like and it's so interesting as you and i talked about in one of our previous videos about um being in the box yeah. and she was basically saying that she has tried to do her and her husband to do everything they can like they both are educated. Um, they both have good jobs. They live in a white neighborhood or a predominantly white neighborhood. Yeah. And still, no matter how far you think yeah. you're getting away from being Latino or being black or thinking you're giving your child a better life, this is still shows up at her doorstep. And this yeah. is, she's like, I'm going to have to have this conversation with my five-year-old son. Yeah. Like starting to talk to him about this because she's like, he's, He's wondering, he's like, you know, Adam looked like me, but you know what? Yeah. And it's just like, this is the world we had just, and we, you know, we have just families and parents having to tell their little boys, the police are not for you. They're not here for you. They won't help you um, because of the color of your skin. Yeah. And to me, that's just, you know, all around fucked up again. That's how white supremacy works. That's 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 white supremacy. Um, only benefiting white, white white individuals. Even if it seems like people of color are benefiting within white supremacy, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it all comes back to elevating white people or making white people feel safe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I think you you made me think of, you know, white supremacy will have you believe that proximity to whiteness is going to protect you mm-hmm. and it'll have you kind of continue to reach for that or search for that or you know seek that out like that proximity to whiteness uh but it doesn't right like, something will always kind of happen to bring you back to reality and be like mm-hmm. yeah no it doesn't matter how near you are to it right whether you're black brown you know or asian or or whatnot like it doesn't matter how close you are to it there will come a point where you will will step too far out of your box <laughs> that they're like uh-uh we gotta we gotta push you back yeah, in go back like in. you don't this is not for you you know just because we let you be in some of these things doesn't mean that you can fully ever be because 
it, that's just not the way like but white supremacy will have you seeking that proximity to whiteness that like it will have you believing that the closer you get to it the the safer you are the better off you are you know it doesn't matter what you have to do to get there like just just stay close to that whiteness you know you know and you have people that go very far out to sort of say I don't want to sort of be associated with my you know latino-ness or my blackness or anything you know like (laughs) i want to do anything i can to just get away from that but how 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 far the color of your skin doesn't change then at what cost right like at what cost do you you lose what really makes you you like what formed you like what are you what are you losing, you know, and people lose relationships, you know, family, like, all, you know, you know, and that connection to, to culture and, and, and whatnot, because that's what white supremacy wants, right, it wants you to conform to this idea of whiteness that, that lacks anything that, that makes you who you are, that, that, that'll, it'll erase anything that's, that you, like, you know, yeah, you know, and that's the thing, and it's you just made me think of that, and it's just like how 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 terrible that is, right? That we have to operate in this system and this kind of thinking, and and when I say we, you know, us that are not white, you know, people that don't, yeah. and you know, and and then you have white people that try to gaslight you into thinking that well, that's not true, like they didn't mean it that way or that's not how it is or you know like you're reading too much into it you're like like no you just don't see it yeah you don't see it and the thing is how can we not read too much into it it's just like it's it's just it's so interesting because I think all people of color probably all the some of most of us have had those sort of interactions with white people and I think it's like to them they just see it as like Oh, well, I was just saying, I wasn't trying to be, you know, how do, why do you see it that way? Because that's the way it always is. Like, even if they don't mean it that way, that's just mm-hmm. the way it comes off because we are so conditioned yes. to that every time is something is pointed out that's different, you know, I give, oh my God, an example. I was telling you, I was watching, just, I've just finished watching over the weekend, little fires everywhere. Yes. I was telling you about it. And, you know, of course there's a young couple in there. There's a uh, interracial couple. There's a young, a young high school couple with the girls white and the guys black, and they're going through the drive-through at like a fast food place, and they get the order, and she looks in and she's like, "Oh, I," she's like, "I ordered uh, no meat," so she just wanted a grilled cheese. Like I think they were just gonna put together just a grilled cheese for her, and she was like, "Oh, but you know, the woman who's black, who is the who is the woman working at the fast food place, looks at the receipt. She's like, "Oh." Well, this doesn't say that. She's like, well, I'm saying that. I, she's like, I don't want meat. I want a grilled cheese. Thank you. And she said some, I mean, not that that wasn't a smart remark, but she said something like, why are they always like this? And her boyfriend, the black man is like, who is they? Cause they black? And she's like, no, that's not what I meant. She's like, I would have said that if that was a white person. But just the fact, cause that's immediately where my mind went when she said they. Yeah. And even, even when she got an attitude with the woman, I was saying, so you're doing this because she's black. Right. And even and even her own black boyfriend was thinking the same thing. That's just where our mind naturally oh. goes because we 
have been conditioned because of white supremacy. We just think everything white people do, they just hate us. I think because hate is a very, I know it's a very strong word, but that's what it is. We just think every time they say something, it's just, it's hate towards us because of the color of our skin. Color of our skin. Like, I think that's, yeah. and I think it's, it's a hard concept for white people to understand. It's really hard for them. Because they're like, well, no, 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 that's not what I meant. Like, it's because she could have been like the service industry, like all waitresses, right? Like, it could just be like for that, like it's all waitresses. But because there's been this history mm-hmm. of them and they, us, those right? Like, people. <laughs> those people. Don't get me started. I, I hate. Oh, when people. Those people. We. Can, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go off on a tangent. <laughs> Oh, go off and say because I, I those people. Ooh, oh, I don't care if you're talking about the kids in the playground. I don't care. Those people, because it's just, and I struggle with this, you know, professionally. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm just, I I remember an incident that I actually brought this up to a a person in leadership because it bothered me so much that in this meeting where we were talking, I was talking about community and stuff, and they. And people just kept saying, well, those communities, those people, and these these communities. And I'm like, can we say our communities, our people, like our residents? Like, why can't we just say it's ours? Like, this is this is where we work. This is like, this is our, like, this our is communities that we work with. City. This is, like, and it just bothered me. So I took it and nothing was ever done about it. I was sort of just, yeah. I was, you know, gaslighted into sort of like, they didn't mean it that way. They didn't mean any harm. And at that time, I didn't have the knowledge and the words and the phrases that I have today that I was just like, I just had to leave that room and not really care much about it or I not really. You tell me about this comment. Yes. I push it. And I just, you know, but I think back and I'm like, oh, if I, if I had the knowledge that I have now then. I'm like, oh no, like it's just, it would have been a completely different conversation, but you know, and and it was interestingly enough that individual actually acknowledged that incident in a meeting that we we were in, in a, in a a meeting where we were talking about diversity and inclusion and he acknowledged (laughs) it. And I was like, well, it took you like three, four years, but at least long enough to figure it out. At least you got to that. But I mean, yeah, at least they did. Cause some dogs. But, but it, the amount of time it took for an individual to think about an incident that happened, you know, three, four years ago or a conversation, it took them that long to kind of realize, like, yeah, I should have done it differently or handled it differently. I'm like, it, it's going to take a long time. But y'all don't, if you're talking about places that, you know, you live in or that you work in, just say our our communities, our, yeah. our residents, yeah. or Chicago residents, or whatever city you're in, like, just don't, it's so demeaning. Again, you know, bring, I got to bring baby microphone back. The pettiness back. in me is back. The pettiness in me is like, white people needs to know what it feels like to feel uncomfortable. We have felt uncomfortable and probably will feel uncomfortable. And I say we, I mean people of color, felt uncomfortable our whole lives from grocery stores to classrooms uh, to f- gatherings whatever walking down the street we always feel like there are eyes on us yeah. or we all as we talked about the code switching how we yeah. switch the way we talk 
and I think white people starting to kind of understand the idea of the code switcher, but it's like, they just, I think some things you just have to go through. They just need to be uncomfortable because yeah. we have been meant to feel uncomfortable our whole lives. Mm -hmm. And so, you know what, Karen or Cody, you got to feel uncomfortable too. And it, it's not reverse racism and worse racism. We have put up with a lot. We've still put up with a lot. That's that's what this whole channel's about. Everything that we putting up with. Yeah. But our whole lives, we tiptoe around because that's again is white supremacy from yep. everything we do, top to the bottom, bottom to the top. So if you feel uncomfortable, that's you. I mean, A, that's kind of a choice you're making to feel uncomfortable when you can just talk it out and talk about right. what he like, you know, he could have been like, you know, I mean, even though he's recognized it now, three or four years later, but it could have been like, you know, let's say, I think you bring up a really good point. Can you maybe tell me a little more about like, you know, help me understand a little bit more what you mean, something, you know, instead of like getting so defensive about stuff, because I mean, hell, every time we get defensive about something, apparently we get shot. So, uh um, you know, so we get labeled I, something. We yeah, get labeled. We, we get, get labeled the angry black woman or the spicy Latina or whatever it is the over. Ooh, she's gonna get mad. She's gonna, gonna get, mad. get mad. You know, so, shaking your head. Right, like you know, I do shake my head when I get mad, but that doesn't. That's not here or there. That's not here or there. I think I just. I, it is time for white people to just feel uncomfortable because in order for change to come about, some people are gonna have to be uncomfortable yes. because they've, they've been uh, in positions of power since the beginning of time. And so it, I think there are gonna be uncomfortable moments, but for order for us to have uh, equity and equality, people are gonna have to be uncomfortable because everyone else of color has been made to be uncomfortable their whole lives. So you need to know what it feels like to be uncomfortable before we can get someplace. Yes. And where we all are comfortable together. But for a little while, I think white people are just going to have to suffer because yeah. <laughs> we've been suffering. So just get in line. You talk, you talking to the choir over just, here. Just get in. Get in. Yeah. Just get into the uncomfortableness, the suffering, the the, the not being gaslitted all the time. Like, you know, all these yeah. things that kind of happen. And the, the reason why I feel so strongly about words like them, those people, those communities is because it lessens the the importance of the people. It, it, it allows people to just discard communities, just to mm -hmm. discard a whole group of people, you know, and I think about that in, in the realm of, you know, Adam Toledo who lost, like, like you can just discard him because like, oh, he was just one of those kids. He was one of those kids that was just, you know, yeah. you know and it, and it's like you just can't discard them because you and it's like and that's why I feel so strongly about words you know because especially Absolutely. words because it's like you just you're discarding people you're discarding communities and and I know a lot of communities are trying to change and they're trying to change their narrative but you know it also helps when other people choose not to say certain words or or, or are more mindful of how they describe because I'm guilty of it. Like once in a while, I will say, you know, these communities, like, and I'll catch myself. And I was like, oh, I was like, it. I'm like the white supremacy is coming out. I was like, it's we just, all do it. We all it's, come out know, it's, it's so ingrained in everything. Like we've talked about, like it's so ingrained, but like when it comes, it's just like, you have, you have to also call yourself out 
like you have to like be mindful and, and, and doing that and and it takes a lot of work like it's not easy like you and I talk about how how exhausting it can be even when when we're trying going through this journey of like even learning and, and when we talk about other ethnicities and races that we don't interact with often and we're and we're trying to learn it's an it's an exhausting journey but we're doing it because we know the importance of it and I need white people to be like it might be exhausting it might be tiring it might make me feel uncomfortable it might you know I might have to just give a lot more time than I used to to it like you have to lean into it because if ethnic if other ethnicities other ethnic groups if we're doing the work because we know how important it is how much more important we know white allies are in this whole thing you know and I know we got to circle back to policing no, but, you, but you bring up some really good points yeah I mean you do yeah and it's and it's just it's in I think it's important because we can't have a change in in systems if we don't have white people who are willing to be like we're gonna jump in with you yeah and we're gonna because I've said it, you've said it before. You and I, we don't have the power in our color of our skin and our ethnicities and all that to make change in this country. Yeah, we still need white people. We still need like, white people. We still we need don't people. have it. We don't have it. It's white people. Like it's white people. It's yeah. all white people. It's the white, it's the white people. Again, that's because the white supremacy is set it yes. up that way. We need white allies. We do. Mm -hmm. Like we can't people of color can't do it by ourselves because of the suppression, the oppression um, that we are still dealing with. We need white people. So we need the colonizers. <laughs> we, need, we need them in order to help get equity and um, equal rights for everybody. Yeah. Um, because they are part of the story too. The narrative, much as they, some of them don't want to be about it, they are. You have to be about it. Because in yeah. order for us to get these systemic changes that we keep talking about, everybody is going to have to play their role. And just like you and I said, we've been in uncomfortable situations. Shit, yeah. I'm, I'm in uncomfortable situations a lot. I remember, you remember I started my whole job. I think I told you this story. Again, I know we off tangent, but I got to the story. Um, I do not speak a lick of Spanish. Lisette and a few other wonderful uh, Spanish-speaking friends of mine have given me words and tidbits here, but I'm not a native Spanish speaker. Um, I actually think Spanish is a very hard language. <laughs> I, I don't know where you're going to say that. I'm like, it is so hard. And the way, like, the, the, the wonderful way you're saying it, Adam's name. I'm like, Adam Toledo, you just, it rolled off your song, like your, your tongue so beautifully and so graciously. And I would love to be able to speak it, but... I remember going to one of my first meetings that was in Little Village, and I went to uh, a community health workers meeting, all native Spanish speakers, some of the immigrants. And I didn't speak a lick of Spanish. I felt so out of my element. I was so out of my element. A, just being, at, a, being in Little Village, because it is predominantly Spanish speakers, and, yeah. I, and, and I don't speak the language. Not necessarily, I'm like, that was the reason I was nervous, because the language, not because of being in Little Village. Um, but then going to this meeting, which I, I had to go to this community meeting, I wanted to go because I do yeah. want it to be a part of that. Um, but I was hella uncomfortable. <laughs> I was, and we, and, and it was, I think, uh, a meeting we had uh, right before Mother's Day. 
and it was a, it was a lot of us about 20 maybe 20 plus people mm. um, and each uh, each of us went around introduced ourselves and said you know what were we going to do to help celebrate mother's day either ourselves or or our mothers and our lives wives whatever girlfriends whatever um so each person went around and did every person speaking in spanish everybody even even the other guests who were not native spanish speakers everybody speaking spanish <laughs> i get over to myself and i'm just like hola <laughs> Um, and that was it. That's the only Spanish I did. That's it. And, and I just introduced my name. But people, I mean, I, I was I was just scared. And I, I guess because I was like, oh, I don't know if they're going to judge me. I'm like, you know, the black girl. I, 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 I don't speak the language. But it was not that at all. I was, I was, I was there and people, everybody was so nice. Like everybody that was coming to the meeting had brought uh, home cooked food. Like we were eating too while we were there. Um, and so they were like, get some, get, get some, get some of the drink, get some food, make yourself comfortable. And it was just like all this fear <laughs> for nothing, Not but nothing. it was just like, it just so welcoming. And nobody, nobody said, at least is where I can, I, I knew it was like, she's not speaking Spanish. It was not that at all. And people, as all this to say is that we all in, in, in uncomfortable situations, yeah. regardless of the color of your skin. Um, and I just ought to say, just making an effort. You make an effort and try to understand. Yes. People are oftentimes willing to work with you. They're willing yes. to help you. As much shit as I talk about saying, don't ask me a question. I don't want you to ask me first. Ask Google. But if you do want to ask me a question, because you are our listeners and our viewers, feel free. Like, that's what Lisette and I are here for, too. Like, we, you know, we learn it from each other. We learn it from you all. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, just vice versa. I mean, I love learning. I love learning about new cultures and people and languages. Um, and I just, you know, I just, I just had to say that because I think we all feel it. Yeah. Um, but we all just, you know, we just try our best to deal with it as, you know, as, as much as we can, you know, and just come with an open heart, uh, open mind. I feel like I'm doing a sermon at church now. You sure are. Um, Preach it. <laughs> but I turn it back over to Lizette. <laughs> No, I think, uh, you know, thanks for sharing, because I think it's important for all of us to know that we've all been there. Like we've all, especially when you're you're doing some of the work that, that you and I do, when we when we have to lean in to, yeah. you know, communities that we might not have ever stepped into, you know, and in and, and, and spaces that we've never really been to and, and, and hear languages, you know, like you know, and it's, it's important to know that we've all been there, like, and it is uncomfortable, but I think the, I don't, I don't know, I think the one thing about being a person of color and, and having, you know, this sort of connectedness with other cultures that, that span across just, like, Mexican and things like that, but it's, like, there's so many threads that kind of intersect very nicely within all cultures that, like, at some point you just, at some point you just feel kind of at home like yeah. once you kind of get through that initial sort of like oh my god that fear that like I don't know the language like I know like I've gone to like spaces where you know it's been you know a lot of Arab individuals and I'm like I that's a culture I don't know much about like I know just what you you kind of hear but you know lean but it's like there's just that connectedness you know food kind of brings people together and you know and you know this sort of like home thing so I think it's just important for for people to understand that and I think it's important for 
for you know especially like white people to be like just just lean in into it and you know and you know and you are going to come across some people that are, are going to be very rude to you and not want to teach you anything and and it's okay like just walk away from them like if if you're on a journey and they're not helping your journey they're not meant to be on your path anymore just go on by thank them for whatever and just go by. like you you also don't need rude people in your life you know you don't you know like it's just you know if they're not helping you or if they're not wanting to you know teach you or whatever or anything like just it's okay like not everyone you know and you have to be okay with that because not everybody wants to teach you anything like martina said she's like ask google first and if they you don't find the answer then come to me <laughs> do your due diligence right like be okay with people having boundaries to how they want to interact with with you especially as a white individual um respect those boundaries don't like don't question them don't try to analyze don't, don't be entitled don't don't yeah don't don't do that just just be 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 nice be kind about yeah, things yeah. i think and that's just true I, yeah, I think we just there's so much uh hate that we see in the world from mm -hmm. everything we talk about the stuff we don't even probably even scratch the surface on um and and i feel like that's what we often see but i do think you know one of the most important things i feel like love is a big one i think love and being kind to people even if you don't like somebody you can respect people and not really care for them you yeah. can just have like you said have those boundaries with someone and i think what the world needs is more people setting boundaries we definitely need more love we need more faith <laughs> we need ju justice accountability what we're talking about and we need a lot of other things too but yeah. i think we really uh, again like i said we are all different i mean you're not gonna find two black people who are the same or two two mexican girls who are the same everybody's different but yeah. we have like there are common things that we all have in common as i always say we all want shelter we all want the best for our families and friends for ourselves yeah. you know we all want to live comfortably uh, just make it from day to day. That's across the board. Everybody wants that. And I think those are some of the things we need to focus on is that we are different, but let's learn how to respect each other while we're yeah. different. Because you, everybody, everybody's going to be different with something. But it doesn't mean that they're bad people or, you know, it's just, it's just the way the world is. And I think we just need to do just kind of just be more kind to each other. <laughs> it's just a way yeah. and you know some people make it very hard to to be kind the last administration, <laughs> the last um, administration. as an example yes last administration mm -hmm. make it very hard to, to be kind and and, yeah, and, and individuals that, su too, that support and continue to support that administration <laughs> But, you know, I think, I think you bring such a good point of just like kindness being one of, one of the things and, you know, and love and, and things like that. Because I think a lot of people forget that at the end of the day, we're all human, right? Like we're all human. We all fuck up and we all do yeah, make, make mistakes and, but we all want, we all hope to have you know, access to what you just mentioned, housing and all these things. Like we just want that for our families, for, you know, our, our future generations and, and whatnot. And I think it, 
it's hard it's hard to keep that in perspective and in focus uh when we see things like you know things that happened to George Floyd you know things that happened to Breonna Taylor to Adam Toledo uh to uh Makaya Bryant and you know and and look at like it's hard to kind of keep that and it's important for people to understand that that's why it's important for others to be kind to each other for others to sort of take on the hope for a little bit because you know sometimes that 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 light of that lighthouse gets turned off and you just you can't you no longer can see it like you just hope is gone for a little bit because you're just you've been so enthralled in, in, in all this sort of what's happening within the police and just your everyday living mm-hmm. that you just don't, you know, you just can't go on. And that's why I think it's important for people to respect, uh, particularly white people to respect uh, people of color's boundaries when it comes to talking about issues, when it comes to what we are willing to share, what we're willing to, to show about our experiences. Because you know, this society, this, you know, very white supremacist uh, culture that we live in has made it very hard to, to navigate, to, to be, you know, as, you know, as a person of color, as a Black woman, uh, and, you know, Black individuals, like, it's just, it's every roadblock you probably could think of has happened and and continues to happen like you repeat the same roadblocks you see the same roadblocks come up like it's like you know and uh and i know we didn't get into any additional conversation of policing but i think what you know martin and i really kind of dug into and and talking and exploring it connects back you know we you know we know that you know one thing that i i continue to say and i've told martin a few times is when you think about the history of policing, when you think about where I, and this is my perspective, my sort of what I've read and, and know, you know, when you think about where I think it really kind of stemmed from, you know, when you start collecting Black bodies because they've been freed and the only way to get them back into slavery is to arrest them, that is something that historic is going to continue on. And then, and that's where you see, and that's why you see, like, I, I know there's been books and, you know, there's documentaries, a third, you know, 13 uh, on Netflix and, you know, and the 13th, yes. you know, and I, you know, and you, and when you see where, I don't think that's where it started. I think that's where, how we see it as today, what we see policing today. I think that's where it kind of, it stems from, right? Like collect and, you know, and then you, the expansion of not including, you know, others you know latinos and you know and and brown bodies and 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 women of color and and if it stems from this idea that you know black can only be used as someone that can um be a servant or or servitude you know and or incarcerated like that's the worth that you're placing on it and you continue to place it today um, it's definitely something that needs to be changed. And you, you know, and you, I've said this before, like our constitution, it has, it has to change. It has to, needs to change. it needs to be reflective of what modern society is. 
you know, and you just can't stick to this thing. And I know in the future we'll get into more of like some Christian nationalism and the impact that's had, but it definitely, I think, has ramifications for our for our constitution and where it stands and and why it's so difficult for people to wrap their heads around like if you i i honestly believe if you want to change our policing system if you want to see some really policy systemic change in policing incarcerating and everything like that that 13th amendment is is a start Mm -hmm. like how about we take away that that phrasing that you you know you can become, you know, a slave again if you're incarcerated. Like, that shouldn't be there. That should not be there. And, you know, I, I think, like, I'm pretty, which is why I think a lot of politicians don't want to touch the Constitution because it's, it, 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 I mean, I really think it, it, it's going to set off stuff, which I, you know, I do think, like, a revolution might, it just might need to happen. It just yes. might need to happen. And I'm not, again, I'm not trying to incite violence, anything like that, or hatred, but I it think doesn't ha- it, it doesn't have to be it, violent. It doesn't have to be, but I, I didn't want people to interpret it as that way, right. is what I mean. Um, but I, it, it might need to happen because somebody somewhere is going to have to do something with the yeah. Constitution because until then, I mean, it's, it's just, you know, that's a part of that systemic changes that need to happen is updating the constitution and nobody is touching it. And somebody's going to have to, because we can't make these changes without it because the shit like the right to bear arms and, you know, the 13th amendment, I mean, even don't get me wrong. I'm, I think probably one of the more relevant, uh, Bill of Rights is that First Amendment. Yes, that freedom of speech and press and religion, that's probably what stay pretty much the same. I mean, that's, you know, but some of these other ones, they got to go. They got they got to go or they got to be updated. I don't um, I feel like we all need like a course in the constitution all over again. Cause some I forget what's in the constitution sometimes. I'm like, well, because I- I'm a nerd. I kind of I know the first ten amendments are known as the Bill of Rights, and I kind of I like I used to I used to know all 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 the amendments. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like I I mean I was with you. Like the Bill of Rights, I got that. <laughs> but when you start getting into some of these other things and these nitty gritty of things, I was like, I think we we forget, you know, as you know, and and it's not that we forget. I think it's done intentionally, right, for people not to know. Uh, that's oh, always yeah. been. That's always been something, you keep, know. Keep them ignorant. You That's know, like it, it, it's <laughs> it goes back to white supremacy. Like how yeah. do we see power? Like how do we ensure that the if y'all don't know, like I've been reading the book Cast. If you haven't read it, I uh, suggest you do. <laughs> uh, but you know, how do you keep the dominant cast in power? You make sure that others don't always know what what laws. What, it's in our constitution. All these things like that's whole other conversation to be had uh but yeah i think it's it's such uh as u.s citizens as people that live in this country like you should at least know your bill of rights and understand what they actually mean Mm -hmm. and not your own interpretation of what they mean because Mm -hmm. they're legally there's things that that actually stands for and all these things but nobody knows we all say you know right to bear arms but we all have different understandings of what right to bear arms mean does not mean ak-47 it should it, it's the fucking military no. it's uh, no. No. all right I, I will stand on that hill with you As girl like i'm i'm all for people having look i'm not anti-gun i grew up in the south 
my grandpa had guns. I, I've seen guns. I, I personally really don't want to be involved with them. I, that's not my thing. But, you know, for people who do, there are people that love hunting. There are people that just like collecting yeah. guns. It, it, you know, it, it is a thing. And yes, hunting rifles and, you know, pistols, you know, shotguns, okay. But honey, when you start having military-grade weaponry yeah. that you can purchase, yeah. that's a problem. We're not yeah. fighting a country. Even if we were, you as an individual do not need that type of weaponry. That's why we spend billions of dollars on a military. Billions of dollars goes into military every fucking year. Yeah, so um, that they could protect us and use yeah. those weapons against whatever threat might come our way yeah yes i mean again and then you know it's it's the white people with the guns because you you ain't seeing brothers up in there they won't even let a they won't even let you like you, you try to go into walmart and a person of color bag why do you why do you want a gun what are you doing with it okay we're gonna have to run a check on you okay you're gonna be waitlisted we ain't even gonna get that far but for some reason these yeah, that is something that you and i have talked about like what that process looks like for a person of color versus a white individual like i'm i'm sure it's out there somewhere like i'm sure someone has looked that's into it but that's another y'all know if y'all have some research <laughs> for us to look into that i'm in on that because <laughs> we're not done people so i don't i don't you know I'm, i can do the bare minimum research i don't mind doing that yeah. But I am not a gun enthusiast at all. Um, I, you know, I don't understand the culture. But doesn't mean like I respect people. Like you know, if if you like, I said some people like collecting guns. That's your thing. I respect that. That's cool. That's you have a right to protect yourself. Yeah. If a threat that comes to your home or whatnot. We're not. I, I, like I said, like I'm with you. Like I'm not against people having guns. But when it comes to like AK-47s, like I don't understand like what what would you need that for like I you know are you like I know you're probably not hunting with an AK-47 and if you are I'm a little concerned about that because it just doesn't make sense in, in my head but uh but yeah I'm with you like I'll stand I'm, I'm standing on the hill with you because it's just not you know I know we didn't intend for us to get into gun <laughs> gun control this, but, is, this is really just, what our conversations on the phone sound like. But this this is a glimpse into what we actually ha happen in our conversation. We'll start off in one subject, then we'll go into it. So thank you yeah. for sticking with us. But I think this is uh, a good spot for us to sort of uh, start wrapping uh, this episode up. And, you know, I know we touched on a, a lot of different subjects, Uh but I hope you all all see that what we're what we're trying to convey is, you know, when you look at the root cause of a lot of issues of a lot of uh, systemic problems, a lot of inequities in our, and we'll talk about our country because we can't talk about things that we don't know in other countries or around the world. But in our country, like you know, Martina and I definitely always say, you know, white supremacy just kind of plays such a, a big role in it and a lot of people want to say well it's racism but racism only exists because of white supremacy um you know and we'll continue exploring that i think we, we were hoping to uh have more uh conversations around this and and it might not be as crazy as the one we had today in different subjects but 
uh, we definitely have some some thoughts. It might be. Stick it might be. Like you, you don't know what you're gonna get with us. But um, Martina, any last thoughts? I mean, I'll just wrap us up a little bit. I would just say, you know, people don't lose hope. I think losing hope is one of the. I think that's just so sad. And I think yeah. we all have felt hopeless. And I know probably a lot of people do, regardless of your skin color. White people probably frustrated. You know, black and brown people frustrated. Everybody frustrated. But don't lose hope, I say, because it, just losing hope, it really just sounds hopeless. Like, it just, yes. um, it's just, yeah, I think, and I think for white people to um, think about, I think, what it means to have hope and how, how people of color have felt about having hope and having to maintain that and keep that and pass that on to their kids of having hope. And just now, you know, we've started to see things um, progress. I mean, you know, we got our first black president, you know, we got uh, a Jewish second gentleman, you know, we have people of color on the Supreme Court, you know, uh, except that other black man that's been up there for a long time, he needs to go, the one that has uh, assaulted her. So I, I said it, I said it. Um, but I think, yeah, just, you know, sometimes really just take a walk in somebody else's shoes like literally I think I mean I don't know like putting on somebody's shoes but literally yes. physically you know metaphorically and you know really take a walk in somebody else's shoes yeah uh, because I always I always want to say to white people how would you feel if you were black would you want to trade places with me hmm? would you want to trade places even the wokest white person well because they won't they know how, you know how bad it is. They wouldn't dare change their life the way it is. You know, I, I think even the poorest white, poorest white person. Mm -mm. Hell no. Hell no. So you think, think about that. Think about that. You would not even want to trade places. And think about why you wouldn't. And think about people that have to live with that being this color or living in a socioeconomic status that doesn't change. And that's the way their life is their whole lives. And so that's all I got to say, you know, that we can wrap it on up. Yeah, well, thank you all for sticking with us, for you know, continuing supporting us. We appreciate uh, all of our listeners. Uh, and, you know, we, we look forward to continuing these conversations. And uh, we hope in the future to just kind of bring some additional voices uh, as well and, and get some other perspectives too, because we, we know that, uh, there are others who who can bring and, and and shed some 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 real kind of facts and and things to these to some of the things that we brought up. But you'll always hear our perspective. Uh, you'll always kind of get our our truths and uh, being as genuine as possible as we can. So we appreciate you and you know comment uh, share if you think this would be great uh, conversation started with those around you. Um, and, and yeah, we, we hope you just enjoy wherever you're at. And, and like, uh, I'll repeat what Martina said, um, you know, continue hoping, keep hope alive and, and kindness uh, going. And we will talk to you and, and, and see you soon. Bye, guys. Bye.